Girl, I'm so glad you're here. I know you're crazy busy. So before we get started, I want to give you a gift. It's my new guide called, wait for it, five steps to simplify your focus in five minutes. Now you may need this if you've ever felt like you're being pulled in too many directions. So you do a little of this, then a little of that, and you get whiplash from trying to do all the things that seem to all matter all at the same time, your faith, your relationships, your work or business, your household, and who even has time for fun anymore. Anyway, instead of throwing your hands up in exhaustion and opting for scrolling or binging, let's be honest, who hasn't been there? Set a timer for five minutes, open up this guide and go through these five simple steps. And I promise you'll know exactly where to put your focus right now. So you don't waste your time on less important things. Sound amazing. I know you're here to make an impact for him. So let's redeem your time. My friend head over to lissafiggins.com forward slash five, and I'll whisk it off to your inbox ASAP. And if you're multitasking, because who doesn't, I'll drop the link in the show notes for you. Hey girl, I see you. You long to live fully present, to redeem your time as a faith-led woman, but you feel yourself pulled in so many directions, you're spread way too thin more often than not. And you find that life hits you from all sides, keeping you busy beyond belief, double-minded and distracted. You are not alone. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast. You know that God has a bigger purpose for you than just juggling all the things, yet you can't seem to pause the noise long enough to discover what that is. So you just keep doing more, thinking you're not doing enough or that you're not enough. But somewhere inside, you hear that quiet voice whisper, that's not the life he intends for you. True that. Hey friend, I'm Lissa, fellow sister in Christ, wife, empty nester, and recovering to-do list girl. After trying to keep all the balls in the air for too long, I was exhausted, but I finally let go of doing all the things. And that's when God showed me how to redeem my time for him. Warning, his plans are always better than ours. Imagine redefining your God-given purpose to focus on what matters most in your stage of life, realigning your schedule to create space to invest where it counts and redeeming how you live each day to make a bigger impact for eternity. And maybe, You're doing it all in your favorite holy jeans and Jesus saves graphic tea. This is the podcast for you, my friend. Grab a cup of joe, brew yourself some tea, or mix up a fizzy. And be sure to grab your journal or your notes app, because we're going to get to work. I pray this both blesses and challenges you. Are you ready? Hey, friend. I'm so thankful for you. Can you believe it? Thanksgiving is over and we're in the home stretch for the end of the year and all that this next month holds. And I don't want you to miss it because you're distracted with all the things. Now, if you joined us for the seven day grateful anticipation challenge inside the redeem her time community a few weeks ago, I trust you experience gratitude in a new way that will carry over into the Christmas season and the new year. And if you didn't, what are you waiting for girl? Come hang out with us and get poured into with timeless truth and tangible tips. So you can make the best use of your time as a faith led woman. Isn't that what you want? Redeeming our time is not just a suggestion for believers. It's kind of a command. So that's what we all should want. But I get it. Life seems to hit you from all directions, leaving you feeling like you don't got time for anything else. But I'm here to tell you, you don't have time not to, unless you prefer to waste it on a lot of lesser things. Just a few minutes a day to focus on what matters most will give you back more time in your day than you ever thought possible. Check out this message I got from a gal inside our group just a few days ago. 
She says, quote, it's like you live in my head. I just feel seen for the first time in a really long time. Someone gets me and hopefully she has answers. Oh my goodness. My heart melted at those words. And here was my response. And I quote, she does not have it all figured out perfectly. Go listen to episode 81, but she knows the one who does. And she has a heart to encourage and equip other women on this journey. My friend, that is the heart of redeem her time. And if you long to be seen and get answers too, come join us. In fact, I'll give you your first days free unless you have my seven day free code that I shared in the last two episodes. And yes, you can totally go back and listen to those episodes and use the code to join the community with a week free to look around. And yes, you can share that trial code as often as you'd like. So as I've prayed for you and thought about you, my sister in Christ, who's pulled in so many directions by the demands and distractions of the people and world around you, not to mention the expectations and guilt you put on yourself, what keeps coming to the surface that you need, that I need, that we all need is presence. So today we're going to talk about what it is, three ways he, meaning Jesus modeled it and how you can follow his example to be more present. You leaning in? Good. This is for you and me too. Cause it wasn't all that long ago that I was where you were and I can easily get pulled back there without an intentional plan to evaluate where my time and attention are going. I clearly remember sitting in the parents' corner at the barn while my daughter rode around the arena in circles, but instead of watching her closely so I could say, yes, I saw that when she asked afterwards, I was on my phone striving after success in my business. I was not fully present. I can picture myself at our homeschool co-op in the early days, thankful when all three of my kids had class at the same time, so I could go hide in a corner behind a book because I just didn't have the bandwidth to talk to anyone. I was not fully present. I can way too often recall sitting next to my kids on the floor with a pile of Legos or a tub of doll clothes between us and feeling like my body was present with them. My heart and my mind were far away. I was not fully present. Oh, how I longed to go back and talk to that girl to bring her awareness to the shell that she had become in those just survive the day weeks, months, and years and tell her to redeem her time because it goes way too fast. Now all three of my kids are out of the house and I'm learning how to be fully present. If only I could turn back the clock, but I can't go back now. I can only preach the truth to myself and the women that God is allowing me to reach with this podcast and inside our redeem her time community and say, be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise redeeming the time because these are difficult days. That's Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. For those of you who haven't memorized it with me yet. Now those verses of wisdom. There are how I start my every day. Every day I listen to my voice, reading it on my voice app loop, my voice loop app. Uh, that's a great daily practice, by the way. I listen to my personal purpose statement, these verses, and my vision for redeem her time every morning while I make my coffee. It's a routine that has produced so much fruit in putting my time and attention where it matters most. And I teach you how to write your own in the course inside our membership community. Did I invite you to come join us? Wink, wink. <laughs> I only say that because I wish I had that kind of support years ago. So I'll drop that link in the show notes because I really think it's going to bless and challenge you. But back to the present, I was certainly more present with my family this Thanksgiving due to unplugging from devices and my work and identifying what mattered most. And I got to say, I was more present with the Lord. Thanks to our grateful anticipation challenge, pun intended, and my year in review last week, looking back at how my time was spent this past year. You can check out episode 90 for eight questions to ask at year end to audit how your time was spent. And now 
It's time to lean into Advent. I'm sharing a reading each morning this month inside the community to give us one word to focus on each day, to be fully present with the true reason for the season. So if that doesn't convince you to come join the community, girl, I don't know what will. I hope you feel the love, my friend, because I know how it is living in this busy world where you can't get away from retailers like back in the day by just not driving to the store and not walking in the door. Now they're constantly in your inbox and newsfeed, making you think you need their stuff to be holly and jolly. So when you hear the word presence in December, do you think gift list and wish list, long lines, Amazon boxes, wrapping paper and scotch tape, pretty bows and lettered tags? That's not what the season is really about. It's not about presents. It's about presence. Isn't that what we all as overwhelmed, overworked, and overextended women truly long for? Christmas is about Emmanuel, which literally means God with us. His presence, what was what, what came to earth and last way beyond the star on top of the tree. His presence is always with us and is what allows us to be present, even in the midst of busy, difficult days. And just like him, our time on this earth is temporary. As his daughters were headed for heaven, my friend, and then we won't have to fight the demands and distractions anymore. But for now, we have his example to follow to be more present. So before we go any further, let's make sure we know what we're talking about. You know me and definitions. Okay, here we go. Presence. Noun. The state of existing, occurring, or being present in a place. Not so helpful to define a word with the word Webster, so let's look at the word present. Adjective. In a particular place in the period of time now occurring. Example. She is happy and at peace, refusing to think beyond the present. Seriously? (laughs) God speaks to me even through a dictionary, because that use it in a sentence example hit way too close to home. When was the last time you were happy and at peace? How often are you able to not think beyond the right now? If only, right? No, seriously, let's lean into that. What would that look like in the seven key areas of your life? You have your journal nearby? You may have this list memorized by now. If not, I got you. So list these out and leave as much space between them as you'd like. Are you ready? Faith, family, friends, field of work, finances, fitness, and fun. Now, you can push pause now, or pinky promise me you'll come back to this. For each area, really ask, what if I was more present? For example, what if I was more present in my faith? Or what would it do if I was more present in my family and friend relationships? What about being more present in my field, the work that God has given me to do? What would my finances look like if I was more present or in my fitness or in wellness or fun and enjoyment? After really thinking about all that, why wouldn't you want to be more present? Oh yeah, (laughs) it's not that we don't want to, it's that we don't know how to slow down life long enough to really do that, right? I can't help but think that as followers of Christ, we should have more joy and peace and presence than anyone else around us. I mean, sure, we can belt out joy to the world without looking at the lyrics for all four verses by now, but are we truly living more present in light of his presence? In John 10, 10, Jesus tells us that he came to give us life, life abundantly. What did he mean by that? Well, when you look at the context of that verse, he's contrasting the intentions of Satan and the world who come like a thief to kill and destroy. My friend, if we are not careful how we live, the world will steal our time and there ain't no getting it back. So what does a life of abundance, of true presence look like? I'm so glad you asked. Despite what the world says, or even some Christians, it's not about material wealth or even physical well-being. 
It's about salvation in Romans 6.23. Eternity with him, John 17.3. A heavenly perspective, Romans 12.2. A growing knowledge and relationship with him, 2 Peter 3.18. And bearing lots of fruit, Galatians 5.22-23. Notice, an abundant life is not about us striving. It's about being present with who and what matters most, him. And that overflows into how we live in this world. So abundance does not mean heaping up more and more and more. He came to give us rest. So you don't have to go piling more on your already full plate by signing up for all the volunteer needs at church or in your community, which will only spread you too thin till you're not fully present. And then you're no good to anyone. It's about being filled up with him and what he has given us and letting his spirit produce fruit in our lives. Nothing else can give us that kind of fullness in this world. So why do we waste so much time in pursuit of it elsewhere? Remember, We celebrate our Redeemer coming to earth at Christmas to redeem his people. That's you and me, my friend. So are you redeeming your time in light of that? I love this quote by Jordan Rayner in his book, Redeeming Your Time. He says, To redeem our time in the model of our Redeemer, we must first know the author of time, his purposes for the world, and what he has called us to do with the time that he has given us. Amen. And that's what we're here to do. So let's look at how he lived on earth as Emmanuel. God fully present with us. Here are three ways that he was fully present that we can follow. Got your pen or your notes app ready? Number one, he was present with his purpose. There was no question in Jesus' mind about what he was here to do. He says over and over, I have come, to he- from, I have come from heaven not to do my own will, but to do the will of him who sent me, to bring salvation to those who believe. John six thirty eight. And did you notice the way he stayed present with his purpose was to get away with his father each day? You never found him later in the day distracted by random things or anything for that matter, because that alignment with God sent his intention for the day to draw himself lost, draw to himself lost people. So what about you and me? How can we be more present with our purpose? First, we need to push pause on the busyness of our lives to redefine it. Not as the world does through productivity and achievement, but as God defines it where he fills us with that abundant life and we allow it to pour out. Did you know it says in Acts 17, 26 that God determined beforehand our appointed times and the exact places in which we would live? You have a purpose, my friend, right where you are. Now, we all have a general purpose to be salt and light in this world, but the specific way that gets lived out will look different for each one of us. So I challenge you, sit with him and ask what that is for you in this stage of life. And stay tuned, because I'm working on some resources that will help you work through this process with him. Ask what purpose he has for you, and believe that he will be faithful to answer. And then, once you have an idea of what that includes, continue to check in with yourself and him and ask, is my purpose today to check off my boxes, to be comfortable or just survive the day? Or is it to do all to the glory of God, like Colossians 3.17? Let's follow his example to be present with our purpose. Number two. He was present with people. One of the things I love about the Gospels is the stories of all the people that Jesus encountered. Not only did he choose the 12 to pour into, he had many disciples who followed him, along with seemingly random people who were lepers, blind, demon-possessed, tax collectors, sinners. But interestingly, all whom Jesus paused to individually acknowledge, hear their requests, and give them what they truly needed, himself. Even when there were too many people around, or ones that didn't seem as important like children, and the disciples tried to send them away, Jesus welcomed them and told them to come to him or to come sit down. 
What has always struck me is that while Jesus had a clear purpose and limited time to fulfill it, he was never rushed. He never hurried. He never was too busy for those around him, especially those that everyone else seemed to rush past without even seeing. He made time for the people he was called to serve, and not because they had done anything to deserve it. So what about us? How can we as busy women with so many people around us competing for our attention be more present with people? This one is super convicting for me, my friend, but that's the role of the Spirit, right? To convict us and remind us of what we've been taught. So start your day, not by going to the news or social media or anyone else, but by spending time with him in prayer, asking him to give you eyes to see those that he puts in your path that he wants you to serve. And then look at your schedule. I can't wait to show you the resources I'm creating to help in that area too. Do you have margin to allow, perhaps even welcome interruptions in your day? Way too often, I had a packed agenda thinking that was what I was supposed to do. And then when someone requested something of me that hindered finishing my to-do list, I got resentful to say the least. I was probably not very loving. Jesus told us the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. And the second is like it, AKA, it comes naturally from following the first one. And what is it? To love your neighbor as yourself. Would you want your neighbor to rush by your house on the way to wherever they think is most important? when you're standing in the front lawn, waving your hands in desperation to get their attention because your house has just been destroyed? Probably not. But how often do we rush past those who are right around us because they're not on our agenda? Let's follow his example to be present with people. Number three, he was present with his passions. This last one kind of ties all the other ones together because of course, if his purpose was to seek and save those who are lost and he made time to be with those people, no matter how inconvenient it was, his passions, where his heart was drawn, would be to the lost, the hurting, the outcast, the oppressed. How do we know what his passion was? Because we continually see him going places and saying words that expressed his heart. He sought out opportunities to reveal who he was and to love on them in the way that they most needed. And that passion was what allowed him to be fully present with his bigger purpose and the people around him while he was in this world. Now, it's tempting to think that he had it easy before technology, because come on, it's not like he had a cell phone in his pocket that was constantly dinging or buzzing with notifications of messages, emails, calls, and requests. But you gotta know, if he did live today, he would have even more of those coming at him than both you and me combined. Even without technology, he was in high demand, and often he had to filter out people who had their own agenda but his passion for saving the lost is what kept him on track with what he was here to do. So what about you and me? How do we live more present to our passions? First, get clear about your purpose in light of eternity and the people that you are called to serve. And then notice, where is God drawing your heart to show up and live that out? When you look back, do you see a pattern of where you are drawn to over and over or who you are compelled to serve or what you are compelled to say? Ask the Lord if that's from him and then go. He says in his word in Psalm 37, 4, that when you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires or passions of your heart. Now, don't take this as license to ask for all the things. What this really means is that as we delight in him, our heart becomes more and more like his, so we will desire and become passionate about the things that he desires. Does that make sense? So of course he will give us what is already on his heart. I encourage you to take some time and ask, where is my heart's deepest passions aligned with his? In the process, you will undoubtedly find passions that do not line up with him, so ask him to redirect those in a way that will fulfill his purpose and his plan so your heart is in the right place. 
when your passions are a reflection of his heart, I guarantee that you will find opportunities to share and to serve. So let's follow his example to be present with passion. So we've gone deep today, my friend, and I pray that this has stirred something inside you that will give you space that you will give space to before rushing on to what's next. Jesus was fully present with purpose, people, and passions. And as his followers, we have a lifetime to follow his example to be more present. Not perfectly, but progressingly. Only there will we find true, lasting joy and life abundant. And what's interesting to note is that the busier Jesus got, the more time he got away with his father. Have you ever said you were too busy to take time to read the word or pray and sit and listen to him? I'm raising my hand over here too. But the busier we get, the more we need to slow down to seek his will and wisdom. Then you'll be able to break free from all the distractions around you and focus on what truly matters most. And if you truly want to redeem your time for eternity, to be more present with the purpose you're called to fulfill, the people you're called to serve, and the passions you're called to pursue, follow his example by starting your day with him. Emmanuel, God with us. He is fully present with us still. Don't miss him this Christmas. Don't rush past him into the new year. Don't show up halfway in your life for the purpose, the people, and passions that he has put inside you. Together, let's commit to being more present. Are you with me? Today, I hope you hear my heart. You don't have to do all the things. You were created by God for a unique purpose. Redeem your time. Do what matters. Be more present for such a time as this. And friend, I can't wait to see you soon. Hey friend, before you go, were you touched by this episode? I pray it blessed you, challenged you, or grew you in a way that moves you to take action in your life. So what was the one thing that God laid on your heart today? I'd love to hear, so I'll drop a link in the show notes for where to share while it's top of mind. If this podcast added value for you, before the crazy busy world creeps back in, would you share this episode with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough? And it would mean the world to me if you, while you're here, you take a quick minute to leave a review on the platform where you're listening. That way, I know if you're liking the show. Plus, it just makes my heart smile. And before we go, I want to remind you, go grab your free guide to simplify your focus in five minutes for those times when you feel like you're going in a million directions, but not getting anywhere. Tell me where to send it at lissafiggins.com forward slash five. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because these are difficult days. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. I'll see you next week, friend. God bless.